Flesh time long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? You know, I'm up and down. It's like a roller coaster, a roller coaster of love, as they say. Uh, the Mets, they one week they're, they're pitching, they're, they're not hitting. Now they're hitting, they're not pitching. Uh, you know, it's like when, when one thing's fixed, another thing's broken. Story of my life. This team is a, a fixer up a house. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a tough t- start to the season. How you feeling? I'm not feeling too great, kid. And I tell you what, I'm kind of at a loss for words to a certain extent. And I saw Sandy getting accolades for being very forthright about the Mets injury situation. But, like, something's wrong with the training staff at a certain point. If you moved into a house and five years in a row there was, like, four creepy supernatural occurrences year after year, you might think the house was haunted. Maybe it's not, but there's enough weird things happening. At a certain point, the trauma from those instances, repeating every single year, you might say, hey, let's move. That's how I feel about the Mets training staff. Are they entirely to blame? Maybe not. Do terrible things keep happening? Yes. Is there a constant? Yes. Yeah, and I agree. And that's a great analogy because I watch some of those ghost shows, like the paranormal shows. And every time they go in the room, everyone tells me they're not seeing anything. There's nothing there. And I see that the ghosts are moving stuff around. So uh, totally true. You move into a house full of ghosts, you got to get the hell out of there. The Mets apparently, they got a 30-year mortgage on a house full of ghosts, and they're just hanging out. They're just riding it out to the end. Uh, but no, there's never been a team that's more injured than this team. It's just year in, year out, problems, problems, problems. Uh, you know, it's it's like when I bought a Honda Accord and tried to put NOS into it. I tried to put NOS into it. Uh, it was like a homemade job. I opened my garage. I got all into it. And uh, needless to say, it was a, uh, a real horror show. So, you know. Uh, I think really what I wanted to tell you was that I had NOS in my car at some point because I don't know where I was going with that. But the team uh, always injured, perpetually even, which is a big word for for always. And, uh, you know, at this point, as as sad as it is, I've come to expect it. I just hope that Thor can come back before, like, I don't know, September. That's the whole thing, kid. I mean, they're saying three months. I think there's no chance in the world that he's going to be back before the All-Star break. And... You know, a torn lat, the diagnosis, like a normal diagnosis is three months, but we're not a normal team. We're not a normal situation. So, you know, the Mets are kind of like, oh, you, you think we have pitching depth? You think we have a lot of depth? Well, we'll, we'll show you. Yeah. You think we have a lot of pitching depth? All right. We're going to put it into a car and crash the car into a wall. <laughs> now look at our pitching depth. It's like a... They hate they hate having security and feeling successful and feeling good about themselves. Uh, you know they like they like self loathing uh, baseball players. They don't they don't want to be good. They're all they all they're very talented. They have the ability to be good, but uh, you know I, maybe they're all doing uh, you know maybe they're all doing some crazy stuff. I don't, I don't know I don't know what kind of workout plan they got going there. But maybe Cespedes shouldn't have been deadlifting a thousand pounds at the Barwis Institute. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, the guy's got a great workout regimen. I understand it, but and it, and it bothers me because before the season, they went and made a whole big deal. You saw people on Twitter making a big deal about it, saying like, "Exactly that. Like, why is this guy lifting so much?" And you're like, you know, he's he's huge. 
He's he's Thor. He's our guy. He's unbeatable. And uh, sure enough, you know, you, you don't know how much that stuff contributes. But either way, kid, it's uh, it's not great. It's not great. I would get this guy Barwis and string him up by his toes and have Pinata Day at the park and just smash him over the face because uh, there's no reason for this guy is his two pack a day voice screaming at everybody. And still, everyone's getting hurt. They go down there. They start working out in January. Everyone's there early. Best shape of your life, whatever. You know, so the Mets, uh, great beach bodies, uh, but, you know, ready to to snap every muscle in their body at a moment's notice. <laughs> it's a uh, good way to put it, kid. And as things go full circle, being a Met fan, they will go full circle uh, tomorrow night in Atlanta. Our boy, Zach Wheeler who you may remember was injured for quite some time, is making the start for the Metropolitans. Wheeler's first career start was actually in Atlanta on June 18th, 2013. Six innings of shutout ball. Seems like a lifetime ago. He got the win. He's also a native down there of Georgia. So definitely there's going to be uh, there's going to be some guys, the ball, guys in, in the Atlanta area or area of Georgia that they're like, oh, hey, uh, going to see Zach tonight. You know, like we were friends with him in high school. We're going we're gonna to go see Zach tonight. He's... We're going to hit him up after the game. Like, you know, Zach's, Zach's not hanging out with you. I'm sorry. I mean, I can't sit here and, uh, and and you know, make fun of those guys too much because I kind of do the same thing every time I go out to the bar. I'm like, yeah, Steven Matz will be here in about 10 minutes. He's just running late. Uh, I had to stop for gas, and then he never shows up. It's my big gig. But, you know, for a little while there, everyone's excited, and they want to talk to me because I say that, you know, Steven Matz is on his way from, from Melville, and he's going to, you know – He's going to come over and uh, and rip some shots over there at the Crossleys and Rockville Center with me. And, you know, it just never happens. So uh, another thing about Wheeler, he looks like a guy like that. He wasn't built for this time. And what I mean by that is that Zach Wheeler would have thrived in the 90s because he looks like a guy that would have listened to some corn. He would have come out there. He's got like that goatee, which no one has anymore. No one, no one does a goatee. That's like that's like some Fred Durst shit, and he comes out of here with the goatee. He's uh, he's got his head shaved. I think that's you know because he's not genetically blessed, so he kind of had to do it. Otherwise, he's gonna have the little horseshoe, uh, which you know I think that's a that'd be a real cool hipster move or something. You get the horseshoe bald pattern there. You're like 26 years old. You just really embrace it. We're all that'd be on, cool. We're all on borrowed time. You know. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know. It, what, <laughs> That's why every day I get to I get to throw a little dollop of product in there. I just I say a prayer to the good Lord. I kiss my rosary beads because I could be Zach Wheeler, you know. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, I topped out at seventy two in high school, so it is what it is. But uh, Zach, I, I've I've liked the way he's pitched. You know, the guy's not that bad. He's he's no Matt Harvey throwing the ball underhand, giving up six runs a game. So uh, you know, I I hope this guy keeps it up. I hope he progresses and gets better throughout the season. And uh, hopefully, you know, the, the Mets' uh, immaculate training staff decides not to shut him down. And, uh, you know, we can, we can see him, like, blow something out around September. <laughs> That's pretty grim, kid. Hopefully that does not happen. But I understand uh, with our, our situation. I'm very upset. Uh, our situation for sure. But, you know, it'd be great if they could uh, take continue to take advantage of, of Atlanta and, and hopefully get, get a win on Thursday, heading to Friday, the Metropolitans come home. Beautiful city field on Friday night. Should be a nice night. 
Uh, actually, it might rain. I, I am lying to you. I just think it's uh, the weather today here was great in New York. I don't know what the weather is going to be on Friday. So you're, I apologize. you're pretending we live in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. You can just say everything is going to be nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, today was great. Today was great. Today was the kind of day where, like, you know, uh, you really enjoy yourself. But uh, we've got our boy Rafael. Good, good, good stuff. Good radio. Uh, our boy Rafael <laughs> Montero, uh, who's going to one of those days. <laughs> great day. Going to be making the start for the Metropolitans on Friday. He's going against Long Island's own Tom Kohler. And when we talk about Rafael Montero, I'd be remiss to say that he doesn't have a, a cool 9.45 earned run average this season. And you might say, hey, he's been pitching out of the pen. It's early on. But then I tell you that he had an 8.05 ERA last year. Montero's kind of the equivalent of the last you up question mark text at 2 a.m. when you're 20 years old. You're not feeling great about it, but you're looking for someone. And Friday night, that someone is Rafael Montero, and he's going to be on the hill. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Rafael Montero, uh, they should change the jersey. They should change his name on the back to just you up and then just number two for 2 a.m. Because uh, <laughs> he's earned it. I mean, you know, when your ERA is higher than the beer price at City Field, uh, that's an issue because because it costs quite a bit. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep him out of the double digits. That's a goal. You know, you, you do baby steps, you know, like for me, like I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I don't know if you can tell. I wasn't a fast learner growing up and, uh, you know, reading, writing, tying my shoes. Uh, you know, I from what I'm told, it took a while to, to you know, go to the bathroom by myself it was all baby steps. Everything's baby steps. You know, you just, it's, it's a one at a time process. And uh, our boy Raf, he's not going to jump to uh, a two, a sparkling two ERA overnight. We just need this guy to stay under 10. So hopefully, uh, you know, if they play the game, um, you know, I didn't, I, the meteorology was very rosy for us that they're going to get this one in. But if it's, if it's a little wet, we'll see. But otherwise, maybe they'll, they'll play the game and, uh, this Cola guy, though, I, I do remember he's very annoying. He's one of those guys. It's just the Marlins on the whole. I think I've said it before. Uh, you know, they're just they're, they're pesky. 100% kid. They're pesky. And then you got, like, you know, Yelich, who's who's very good. You have Stanton, who can hit the long ball. Zuna, who always seems to give the Mets problems. So I agree completely. The Marlins, especially playing down on their ballpark, I think we get them up here, we got a better chance. But I hate playing that ballpark. Just, like, weird things happen whenever they play, as evidenced earlier this season. So, hope Christian Yelish, too. He's got like a he's got like a touch of meth face. He's got this he's got this weird thing he does with his face. I don't know what it is, but he's got a weird look, and it makes me very angry every time he gets a hit. Because I'm like, you know, this guy looks like uh, you know he he came right out of a Kid Rock concert right to the field and started slapping the ball around. So, uh, just another reason why I don't care for Christian Yelich. I like it. Touch of meth face. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> just a, a hint. No offense. No offense. None ta- I'm sure none taken. Uh, yeah. Judging by some of the uh, some of the videos in the offseason, Christian Yelich is uh, is doing just fine. From uh, that's a weird yeah, he, reference to a video that you do not want <laughs> do not want to find. So don't. <laughs> he's our yeah. He's our don't do it. He's our, uh, it's definitely not him. It's definitely him. Uh, Saturday we've got Robert Gesellman against Chen for the Marlins. We and Chen, uh, not great because Chen seems to give the Mets problems. The Mets are also one in three in Saturday so far this year after finally getting over the hump, getting their first win on a Saturday last season while in 
Washington, and as a whole, uh, hitting the lefties slightly better, about 223 on the season, which isn't very good as well, but it's better than hitting righties. Uh, the one issue is our boy Jay Bruce, who we'll get to in a little bit, because I, I have a personal apology to give our boy Jay. Uh, he has really struggled against the left-handed pitching, uh, and at times, if you think him and Conforto are really probably the best two hitters on the team, uh, night in and night out, facing lefties, not ideal. Gesellman has really struggled in the opening inning so far this season, off to some rough starts, so really hoping he can get his act together. Yeah, no, the uh, it's the Jizz Man on Saturday. We got Gisellman. <laughs> love that guy. Love his hair. Love the whole thing. I think he's going to get it together. Um, you know, hopefully on Saturday. We got this guy, Wayne Chen. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's been a pain in the ass. We got this. We basically got a round robin against the NL East for the first month of the season. I'd love to talk about someone else other than the friggin' Braves or the Marlins or the stupid Nationals, but mostly the Braves and the Marlins. I mean, can we not play them anymore? I think we've talked about playing Wei Yin Chen already three times a season. And yeah. for me, like you know, just <laughs> just having to look up how I say Wei Yin Chen phonetically every single time we do this. It's it's very taxing. So you know, if we could move on to another part of the schedule, that would be great. And uh, you know, hopefully the uh, the jizz man gets back on track a little more, starts throwing a little gas, throwing a little, getting control of the secondary stuff, and uh, we can we can take a series against the Marlins because we need to get out of the basement. We're uh, you know we're dangerously close to uh, to to being in last place by by more than a, uh, a margin that's comfortable. So it's got to be wins and wins and wins for this team. There's no there's no room for error. I agree 100%, kid, and that leads to Sunday. Matt Harvey scheduled to be on the mound. No one announced currently for the Miami. Uh, I, I still call him the Florida Marlins. Call, call me old school. Shout out Wayne Heisenga. Blockbusters never going broke. And we got had we got our boy Harvey going one o'clock game. Uh, we don't really know who's going for the Marlins. We don't know how the next few games are going to go. But the Sunday games at City Field, especially like at this time in May, are usually pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, go go to the Sunday game, have a great time. Maybe get some of the cookie dough. They make the Moscow mules there. You know, tip the tip the the one lady, the one that makes them strong, really well, and and they'll have a heck of a day, a heck of a Sunday. That's a very rosy outlook on Sunday. <laughs> I think that the the Marlins are not naming a pitcher because they're not going to bother using one. They're going to have D Gordon go up there and just throw, just toss the ball over the plate, figuring that Matt Harvey, based on his last two outings is going to give up a minimum of three runs an inning. So uh, they'll go up there, D. Gordon will he'll just, you know, he'll do a little off-pitch softball, 12 feet. Anything over 12 feet, we're calling that an illegal pitch. That's a ball. All right? Otherwise, though, all good, no problem. Maybe we'll slap a little knee brace on D. Gordon. Uh, you know, if he was if he was a white guy, I'd say he'd, he'd go out there and say some racist stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, just, I'm really just taking stuff out of my softball league and how things go there. So, But uh, that's, that's my... My educated guess uh, from my my sources, my inside sources, about why the Marlins haven't named a pitcher for Sunday yet. So probably going to be a little controversial. Uh, probably going to get uh, under under some people's feathers. Going to ruffle their skin, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Mets can can win that one like 14-13. Because you know, it's going to be. I would take the over. You know, you you're sitting there on uh, Bodog or, or whatever site you use. 
you you get on there and you 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 take the over. So because it's it, it's Harvey Day and that means a totally different thing now. It's kind of like if uh, if someone told you it was Christmas when you were little and you used to get presents, but then you woke up on Christmas once and you found like you know you, you found your parents like fucking other people in the living room. <laughs> Christmas is always going to be different for you. So. That's that's how I explained Harvey Day before and Harvey Day now. It used to be one way, which was a lot of fun. Now it's another way, which, you know, like there's good memories, but a lot of anxiety and not a great time. So uh, that's Sunday. <laughs> Tip the Moscow Mule Lady. <laughs> a lot of awkward conversations uh, in, that, in that scenario. So, yep. So good, to, good for you. And. Speaking of awkward conversations, this is going to be awkward for me because, as everyone knows, I, I hate to apologize. I haven't apologized to anyone since 1988. That's a true story. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm going to, apologize, right. going to apologize right now to our boy, Jay Bruce. Uh, gave him a lot of crap before the season. He was pretty bad down the stretch last year. I read all the articles heading into the season that that wasn't the real Jay Bruce and he's not impacted by the pressure of playing in New York and everything like that. And and we, we had some fun with him on the show. We, we called him Fat Elvis. We made fun of his haircut. Uh, sure enough, he showed up with a new haircut. I think I think getting rid of the the pompadour was a great idea for, for our boy Jay. And if you look at the, Met, the Mets' stat categories for hitting, he's, you know, runs, RBIs, batting average, home runs. I mean, he's, he's leading the clubhouse and everything. So, um, you know, apologies to you, Jay Bruce. I mean, when it's August and you're, you're in a 1-for-50 slump, maybe – I'm not going to be a cool guy, but uh, I may have had this wrong. May have had it wrong. Yeah, you're not going to be a cool guy. You're going to be very mean about it. But I have to apologize too to Jay Bruce. I mean, you know, he's got this look. He had it last year. He looked like a guy that you would see being interviewed at like an alt right mosh or something. Just not a very likable dude. Uh, and his hitting was matching that uh, that not likable persona. He was just striking out and being terrible overall. But then the guy shows up yesterday, he mashes six RBIs against the Braves. I mean, yeah, we lost, but, you know, what are you going to do? Hoppy day. I explained that already. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got I to gotta apologize. You are, Jay, our right fielder. You are our rock. You are our lord and savior. You've, you've picked up this team uh, big time in, in, in times of need. You played first base. Um, you fill my heart with gladness. You take away all my sadness. Ease my troubles, you, Jay Bruce. That was uh, that was just a little. I peppered in a little Rod Stewart there for you. That's how much. That's how sorry I am. I wasn't sure if it was Rod Stewart or uh, Stained. The, yeah, it, it's true. Like Aaron Lewis, Rod Stewart. It's you know, you know. I saw the other day Stained. That guy. Not to not to go off on a tangent here. That guy's doing country music now. Ah, oh, of course he's taking the old Kid Rock route. Now it's like. Uh, the same, the same people that were listening to like, you know, Limp Biscuit and stuff like that in the late '90s, and now listening to country. I mean, right. I don't, I don't know, yeah, and I don't know who to blame it on, but I'm gonna blame it on the the libs. You know, Stained used to be a good middle class band. You can go out there, they'd sing songs, <laughs> they'd sing songs about about the working man and his problems, and th- and now what? Now he's gonna be in the Country Music Awards with Carrie Underwood's, so. Very sad on that note, <laughs> but uh, overall, sorry, Jay Bruce. <laughs> sorry, sorry to you, Jay Bruce. Uh, going places, uh, going places on today's show. 
but that that about does it. That about wraps it up for for us. Uh, on a successful show, we're going to try some some new things in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but as always, you know, feel free to to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And, and Richie, where can they find us there? Yeah, it's Mets FTLT on Twitter, Facebook. It's just first time, long time. And uh, why don't you guys send us a friggin' message once in a while, okay? Because I feel like I'm tweeting at a wall, and I'd like I'd like to hear from you guys about some of the stuff we're talking about on the show, like Jay Bruce, like Jizman, like Harvey, and like Aaron Lewis and Stained. Plus, if you can give us a weather report for this Friday, I would appreciate it. I have tickets to the game. Thank you, and let's go Mets. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time, yeah. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>